In 2017, we got what this podcast called the game of the decade in The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. It's a game we keep finding ourselves going back to over these past couple years. Now, with a chance, just a chance, that we may get Breath of the Wild 2 this year, we decided to have a little conversation about what we want to see in that game. Uh, welcome everyone to another edition of A Cast of the Past. I am your host for today, Ryan McNulty from Boston, Massachusetts. Joining me, of course, Keith Hamilton from Hi. London, Ontario. So, Keith, I know you've been playing Breath of the Wild recently, so it's been really fresh in your mind. How's your experience going kind of revisiting the game after a couple of years? It is unbelievable how good that game is when uh when we were reviewing uh wind waker and that episode is available in the archives a few months ago the whole time i was just thinking to myself like man i just want to play breath of the wild again so after we finished wind waker after we recorded the episode like 20 minutes later i popped in breath of the wild and started playing again started from scratch because i feel like i think the last time I played it was like 2018 and it'd been a while so I needed to refresh my memory started from scratch and now here I am like almost 60 shrines in four divine beasts uh checking out the expansion pass and just getting ready to take my run at calamity game awesome awesome yeah Everyone knows uh, who listens to this podcast more than a couple episodes. I am a huge, huge Zelda fan. And yeah, Breath of the Wild was a game that really reignited my love for single player games. For a couple of years, I was kind of into more like games like Hearthstone and World of Warcraft and Overwatch, things like that. A lot, basically, a lot of Blizzard and stuff. Yeah. And then. Um, <laughs> And then I played Breath of the Wild and I was like, oh my God, why don't I play more single player games? Like I was in love with that game. I would, for a week straight, I would basically go to work, come home, play the game nonstop until I went to bed and then rinse and repeat. Yeah. Every that day. That sounds like for... my first experience with Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. I, j I just couldn't put the game down and it's, it is still one of my favorite games. One of my favorite Zelda games, of course. And it's it's been a few years now, and we know the the time span between Zelda games can be it can be a long wait. I mean, sometimes we'll get a handheld game in between. We got the Link's Awakening um, kind of remake for the Switch, but everybody is really waiting for Breath of the Wild two. And I think in I want to say. 2019 we got the little sneak the teaser peek, the yeah, teaser trailer and this is a classic nintendo thing to do they'll give you a trailer and particularly with zelda games you'll get something and then you it's nothing for two and a half years yeah. and then you get a trailer and then the game comes out in like two months <laughs> that's that's normally what we get so uh you know breath of the wild we got nothing you know we got that f initial preview at e3 and then we got nothing for like two years so um, i just want to clarify something because this bothers me every time somebody talks about this new breath of the wild game mm -hmm. at any point has nintendo called it breath of the wild 2 because they said in the trailer it's that teaser the sequel it says the it, sequel to breath of the wild yeah so we don't actually know if it's breath of the wild 2 or if it's just something else that's the sequel yeah i mean the name of it won't probably will not be breath of the wild 2 
it, it's just that's the easy name to call it right mm-hmm. um it's really comes down to they said they call it the sequel to breath of the wild so we know it's a direct follow-up other than that we don't know the name so for simplicity's sake like we just call breath of the wild, breath 2. Of the wild 2 that's fair it's not accurate but it's yeah fair. nobody's saying <laughs> it like that's the final name mm-hmm. like for a long time breath of the wild was just called zelda wii u and then until until we knew what the actual and name then it was, was stripped away from the yes, wii u <laughs> exactly then the wii u they got like the the pity release at least it came out the same day because for twilight princess they actually like screwed over the gamecube version and you had to wait like two months before it came out i remember out. that and then they made like the run of it's insanely limited like it was really yeah. hard to find yeah, that so gamecube that, yeah version. that that copy's worth a lot thank god twilight princess hd came out so i don't have to care about the the gamecube version version because that that was the way better version in my opinion um just because yeah twilight princess wasn't re- they kind of tacked on the motion controls for that as opposed to like skyward sword but anyway enough about twilight princess it's all about breath of the wild so given that the experience is super fresh in your mind even like the littlest things for Breath of the Wild 2, based on your Breath of the Wild experience, what are some features or stories, anything, what do you want to see in the sequel that you feel like you want either more of or some them to fix something about, you know, what you're experiencing now? Mm-hmm. So it's a weird one when I think about the sequel to Breath of the Wild, just because of how open and vast that Hyrule is in that it feels weird to just have another game that you're going around that again and I don't know what they do to solve that but that's what I hope the game isn't where we're just like oh some time has passed and we're going to the same Kakariko village and there's Impa and there's the weird scientist lady who de-aged and you're just kind of going through the greatest hits of Breath of uh, the wild again high rule wise but the thing that i want more of because it is i think you can chalk this up to the reason why the game is such a success and such a breath of fresh air pun intended for the uh zelda franchise and that's the shrines like if Mm -hmm. you just give me like 200 more of those shrines i will give you all the money for that game like those that that is such a good part of the game and as i go back and play the game again it's the thing that i enjoy the most running into like finding the shrine and either figuring out the puzzle to get into it or figuring out the puzzle that lives inside of it like to me that is such a like superior approach to the traditional Zelda dungeon that you find in the rest of the franchise. Like if they just give me more of those, that is really all I want from Breath of the Wild. But find a way to kind of tweak the experience so it's not just another gallivant through Hyrule. Interesting. So I think you would actually be a little bit in the minority there with um, what you want to see from Breath of the Wild 2 because I think really? shrines, yeah, yeah, I think shrines are something where people want something different. The The big criticism of Breath of the Wild from the Zelda community was that there was no traditional dungeons, right? The Divine Beasts were too short and a little bit disappointing in some aspects, and then the shrines 
they were kind of like each one a mini dungeon and they all had the same aesthetic. So that was kind of a disappointment. Don't get me wrong. I enjoy the shrines and I think the divine beasts for what they are can be good. But for... Who cares (laughs) if they're the same aesthetic? (laughs) I, I mean, I care. I mean... It does when you're used to like, oh, a forest temple, a fire temple, a water temple. um, And you see they got really creative with a lot of the dungeons in some of the games like Twilight Princess. You're in Snow Peak Ruins is this iced over mansion where you help yetis make soup. It's crazy, but it's one of my favorite dungeons. And Skyward Sword has a sand ship. It's literally like this abandoned ship that is its own dungeon. When they started to really get creative with that stuff, they're, they're some of the best experiences in in Zelda, and I would love to see some of that return. Like, don't get me wrong, I do enjoy the shrines, and I, I wouldn't mind if they kept them in, but definitely when it comes to things like the Divine Beast, I would love for them to go in a different direction. And if I you will have, agree that the, yeah. the Divine Beasts are a disappointing aspect of that game. Like the second that you start like clicking because all four of them have their gimmick, like the second that you figure out that gimmick and you're really getting through it and you're making progress, then it just kind of ends like, boom, yeah. now I have all the Especially terminals. if you know where everything is and you replay them, you can do them all in about five minutes or less. Like yeah. it's it, they're that fast. For real. The Zora and- one I beat in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, boss fight and all. Yeah, I can beat the bird one extremely fast because there's some, and don't get me wrong, there's some fun stuff you can do um, because of the way Breath of the Wild is built. Um, you can get really creative, like even like the bird divine beast, you can like tilt it immediately and it's, you can skip a puzzle by just flying out the side and like going back in another area, like window mm-hmm. and skip an entire puzzle and get right to the terminal. There's some hilariously creative things you can do and I appreciate that. But it's the fact that the divine beast replaced dungeons that is kind of, I think, a lot of the, the problem people have. If you had traditional dungeons and the divine beasts... That would be awesome, but I'm not asking for what if you looked at it the other way of what if you had traditional uh, dungeons and shrines, like kind of the shrines? I think that would be a great mix, and I I think there's a good possibility that that's what we're getting. Um, from, From the little footage that we have of this trailer, it seems like they're underground, and I know there was a brief glimpse of like this entrance way that look like the entrance to a dungeon. So people speculate, although we're going to likely have the same Hyrule map above ground, that there might be um, something that happens that opens up these kind of underground passageways. And maybe that's where a lot of these traditional dungeons are or something happens. Because also in that trailer, there's like a moment where you see Hyrule Castle kind of like almost rising out of the ground. So some big like earthquake could happen that like shakes up some of the landscape and they could have these like dungeons in there. Either way, um, that is something that that's my biggest ask of breath of the wild too is give us some more of these kind of like cool thematic dungeons and give us the same breath of the wild gameplay you know obviously new weapons things like that maybe add a little a teeny bit more durability to the weapons just a teeny bit i'm not yes. asking a lot you know or at least make it so there's 
easier ways to get more weapon slots than just having to find Korok seeds until you're blue in the face. Because, yeah, I'm not a person that really minds the durability issue, because in in some weapons it is very prominent. But I like the gameplay loop of, like, you're beating a bunch of moblins, and then you find a skeleton one, and your weapon breaks, and now you're beating them with that skeleton's yeah. arm. Like, that's awesome. That feels yeah, good. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, I think a lot of people definitely complain about that too much, because... I like the game design of, hey, you can never just like sit on a bunch of these OP weapons and then use them for the rest of the game. Like you always have to be on the hunt for new weapons. And it also it kind of prevents you from doing like the old RPG, like stash away a million potions kind of mentality mm-hmm. of I'm going to have like 500 of my best weapons just there just in case it's like no you end up having to use a lot of those weapons because you literally ran out of all your other it's weapons and except you're in the for middle the of the flame blade and the frost blade never touch those because those are just weather those are just weather sticks to me <laughs> yeah they can be nice for like if you get a you know use fire for something for a puzzle or light a campfire and you can just keep it safe um yeah or if you just need to some like if you're in a cold you area chill out yeah <laughs> so uh yeah i think that mechanic's fine I, I would maybe tweak it to maybe have them be slightly more durable but not too much um i think it was just slightly out of balance and also just let us deal with the rain Th- that's what that's another big miss is they should have made a really hard to get outfit that let you climb in the rain oh my god yeah. i know because there, there is that one. It's like a grappler's outfit yeah, that but helps it you, but it, it doesn't doesn't yeah. do it. Yeah, it's that was that so was the annoying. one miss, in my opinion. Well, uh, of that's one of the big misses. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else you want to see? Before that, I do have a question for you. Um, Being somebody that is more like you're looking for more of like a dungeon, a traditional uh, dungeon Mm -hmm. experience in this or in potentially Breath of the Wild 2. With that, and I mean, there's an exception of a couple of games that kind of breeds a more linear experience in um, in these Zelda games where you kind of have your list of temples that you need to do in a particular order is that what you're looking for in more or like in the sequel because that kind of goes against the vast openness of breath of the wild or are you looking for something that kind of finds like that sweet spot because i i can see where you're going with wanting more of like a basically like an expanded divine beast like make a more dungeon style thing but i fear that that will lose some of the spirit of breath of the wild of just being able to pick a direction and and go yeah where all of a sudden you are going to get like gatekeeped out of areas, right? Where mm-hmm. normally Breath of the Wild, you can literally do anything at any time at once yeah. you're off the plateau. Because the, I completely like the other that. side of that is like you could go do them in any order, but then you're assuming like if you have climbing, you're assuming that anybody can do it at any time and stuff like that. And it almost limits yeah. it. So what I would like to see is somewhat of a, a compromise, I would say. 
because I also feel like the story of Breath of the Wild, it has some cool moments with like the flashbacks, but most of the interesting stuff happened in the past, right? With the memories. Yeah. And because of the non-linear approach of the story, it ends up being kind of like not that great compared to some of the other games. So I think what I would like to see is if you keep shrines, then you can still kind of have that openness. So you can do any of the shrines in any order, whatever. But maybe for the dungeons, some of them do have to be locked away. But I'd still like for the, for there to be some choice, right? So maybe you have your first three dungeons and you can do those in any order. Then you have your next five dungeons and you can do those in any order. So you okay. do have like breaks where if the plot needs to catch up, like after your three dungeons, there's some big story development. And then after your next five, there's another big story development before like the final dungeon or something like that. Uh, I think that that's one way that they could approach it. So, yes, you are going to get like gatekeeped out of some of these areas, but um, it also will make I feel like it will help them tell a more linear story, but still letting you choose. You just have a small choice of like which dungeons you want to do in what order. Mm hmm. Okay. Yeah. That that seems like a good middle ground for that. Yeah. And I mean. I think we got this pure openness in Breath of the Wild 2, so I'm okay if they want to do like a little bit of a hybrid for this one. So it's like we always have Breath of the Wild as that game that you can do anything in any order. And Breath of the Wild 2 can be that game where it's like, yes, there's a lot of freedom, but we're going to tell a more linear story. We're going to have more complicated um, dungeons and stuff like that. Fair. Cool. Um Anything else with your your current experience? Um, uh, no big one that comes to my mind as well is, can we get some better and more interesting bosses in the game? That was yes. another weakness of, of Breath of the Wild. I was going sure. to expand that out to enemies in general because like the all of the enemies in breath of the wild are cool but once you figure out their gimmick you're kind of like you can just kind of cakewalk through them like i would even extend that to like the tough lionels and guardians and that stuff if that's all that's there in breath of the wild 2 then i feel like it's going to be a bit of a disappointment like if i spent all of this time mastering the guardian deflection from the shield thing which i have put a lot of hours into that in this <laughs> recent playthrough and i'm pretty damn good at it now like if i can just take that skill go right into breath of the wild and take care of guardians like i feel like i like i might bounce off of that game harder than i would otherwise so if there's ways yeah. to add twists into that and keep Thunderblight Ganon away from it as far as possible because that thing is still a piece of crap the second time I played it through, then, then I feel like that's a good direction to go. I'm not saying that that's the right way to go because, I mean... I imagine a, in a lot of people's cases, like if you're not like me and you haven't touched this game in a few years, like it was not easy to relearn that timing for the guardians and making sure that you like you're taking advantage of your split second windows when you're trying to take out a Lionel, like those skills are forgotten. So I can understand if that's what they go with, but I'm hoping it's not. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And I and like, screw we, Thunderblight Ganon. <laughs> we need n new bosses that aren't just like these weird 
like Calamity Ganon ripoffs. Um, and we also, if there are repeat enemies, they should change up their attack patterns. So it isn't the same exact thing. But I would like to just see straight up new enemies. I don't think Guardians need to be in this game. Um, I don't think any... taking uh, care of them all. Yeah, because Calamity, the Calamity version of Calamity Ganon should be done. We're probably going to get like... That trailer, it has Ganondorf from what people have been able to tell. It it has like he has the Gerudo stuff on him. That corpse in the trailer is most likely Ganondorf. So let's take things in a different direction. Let's see what they do. Hopefully we get just completely new enemies, a much bigger variety. That definitely would go a long way. And yeah, for the love of God, give us some better, more interesting looking bosses and you know, overall, just more interesting boss fights in the game. Um, the DLC did have a pretty interesting boss fight. You, here, I don't hear think you've me gotten out here yet, but no, I haven't yet. I've just started the trial of the champion uh, DLC, and it's it's been good so far. But but hear me yeah. out here. Yeah. Instead of things like Thunder Blight and Water Blight Ganon, what if we had Water Blight Ganondorf? Huh? No. no. Huh? Please, no. (laughs) No, thank you. (laughs) No more Blight, whatever. Especially because I played Age of Calamity, and you have to fight all of them in Age of Calamity, too. So I am am more than over those guys for now. But, hey, if you want more of the whole Breath of the Wild story, Age of Calamity, it's, it's worth picking up. I know you liked kind of some of that Hyrule Warriors stuff, so... Yeah, I enjoyed my time with Hyrule Warriors, and that leads me to something else that I want from this game. And I know this is a huge ask, and I probably won't get it, but if they can do something, if they can do anything that I that will help me wrap my head around this damn Zelda timeline, then that is the <laughs> most welcome thing that could come of Breath of the Wild 2. Because <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it's nonsensical. You've been... you've Weeks. We've spent weeks trying to explain this to me, and I don't get it because it doesn't make sense. The Zelda timeline is just like somebody threw facts at yeah. a wall, like there's spaghetti, and there's just this well, spaghetti splat on the wall of Zelda see stuff. A cheap and it makes plug, no sense. <laughs> a cheap plug for my channel, gameessays.com. I did do a video on the Zelda timeline. And not really like, oh, how does the timeline go in in chronological order for um, like the actual time of the games? But I did it from the perspective of from release order, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Because that was to show how did we get here? You know, how did how did the link to the past end up being in like this what if scenario like that yeah. that kind of why stuff. why are they making what ifs of things that never happened in yeah. the video games They're, explain i don't get it you and know why, why are all the games on that timeline i don't get it <laughs> things are in the what if timeline because they tried to make one game a backstory to another game and then they got the details wrong and then they made other games that were sequels to that game so that's that's where it got all just completely if your brain didn't break there then i'm sorry yeah (laughs) like i've i've i'm a fan of resident evil and that has gone like we took a left turn four games ago in that and it makes no sense and we're talking about like spanish cults and breath and zelda i still can't wrap my head around (laughs) that like that's fine to me the spanish death cults you know i get the 
what if scenario of what happens if the hero of time loses i just i (laughs) (laughs) it's a retcon is all you need to know i'm surprised keith you can rep somehow you can wrap your mind around all the shenanigans of metal gear solid but you can't grasp this one it blows me away it's the it's the nano machines (laughs) (laughs) well i on that note um I think it's time to wrap things up, but definitely back to uh, going to try and figure out this damn timeline. Yeah, definitely. If you enjoyed this conversation, you want to continue it, discuss it with us, head over to our discord at castofthepast.com slash discord. I'll jump at the chance to talk anything Zelda. So definitely you can at me on on discord on that yeah, one slide into those zelda dms those yep. discord server dms and if you have anything that can help me understand the timeline or even just cool videos of like breath of the wild shrines because i always enjoy those too of like mm-hmm. how somebody took a oh, bomb yeah. and a raft and managed to blow themselves into the end of a shrine like those are the best so yeah just send those my way at cast to the past discord to this day people are still figuring out new ways to do things and that's the beauty of the game that and wii u mods that that is the real beauty of that game (laughs) i'll I'll have to see some of that but thanks everyone for joining again uh if you if you enjoyed this episode join us on the discord you can also leave a comment or subscribe to any uh you know on any of your favorite podcast app or subscribe on the youtube channel definitely helps us out as well as leaving a five-star review on your on your favorite podcast app so once again thank you guys for joining us and we'll see you next time on another a cast to the past the sequel to a cast to the past is coming Expected in 45 years. <laughs> 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 <laughs>